It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. A warning, this episode features dramatizations and discussions of violence. Listener discretion is advised, especially for listeners under 13. Something to note, all myths have many versions and variations. For this episode, we've selected those we felt are the most dramatic and entertaining and supplemented them with additional research into Hindu traditions. Because mythology comes from oral tradition, there's a wide variety across sources. Our myths may not always be the version you're familiar with, but we hope you'll enjoy them. A lush garden lay tucked away in a forest clearing beneath a cerulean sky. Hummingbirds ducked and dived amid the colorful array of flowers. Thick trees stood guard around the garden's edge. But an ominous shadow was cast across the richly hued grass. From the neck down, he was a man with a broad chest and rippling muscles. But his head was that of a buffalo. This striking figure stood on one leg, his eyes shut in meditation. His name was Mahisha Sura. He remained immovable as time ticked on. Hours turned into days. Days turned into months. The vines from the garden grew, wrapping themselves around Mahishasura as he meditated. Soon he was completely covered in weeds. One day, smoke began to emanate from the mound. A fire erupted. Lord Brahma, the god of creation, walked into the garden. His four faces all stared at the burning mound of foliage that covered Mahishasura. His four arms slowly raised into the air. Mahishasura burst from the mound of vines and fell to Lord Brahma's feet, gasping for breath. <gasps> My lord, three months I've meditated. No morsel of food has passed my lips. My thirst remains unquenched as I've denied myself the relief that water would bring. All I have focused on is you, the creator. You have done well. And what do you ask of me? A boon, immortality. All creatures must die, my child. This I cannot give you. Then no man shall be able to kill me. If I must die, let it be at the hands of a woman. <laughs> if there is one strong enough. Lord Brahma frowned, deep in thought. He didn't approve of the request, but a promise was a promise. Mahishasura had paid his debt. The creator bowed. Mahishasura left the garden and returned to earth, armed with the Creator's boon. But as soon as his feet touched the soil of the Himalayas, havoc was unleashed. In a village at the foot of the mountains, villagers ran screaming from their homes. Behind them, 
Mahishasura led an army of demons in a ruthless slaughter of any human unfortunate enough to step into their path. His eyes gleamed red as he let out an earth-shaking roar. No man could kill him. There was nothing to stop him from conquering the world. Welcome to Mythology, a ParCast original. Every Tuesday, we present dramatic stories from ancient mythology and explore their origins. I'm your host and narrator, Vanessa Richardson. You can find all episodes of Mythology and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. To stream Mythology for free on Spotify, just open the app and type Mythology in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. And if you enjoyed today's episode, the best way to help us is to leave a five-star review wherever you're listening. It really does help. Today, we're exploring the myth of Mahishasura, a destructive, demonic god who met his match in the goddess Durga, She was created to stop Mahishasura from destroying the world, and her zeal to see him punished led to one of the greatest battles in Indian mythology. Historians often cite Hinduism as the world's oldest surviving religion, dating back more than 4,000 years. While some scholars believe that it began in the Indus Valley, Hindus believe that their faith has no discernible origin. It has simply existed since the beginning of time. Because of its ancient roots, Hinduism has evolved to blend numerous traditions and customs and is often embraced as more of a way of life than a religion. Perhaps this is because of the Hindus' deeply rooted belief that life is a cycle. What you do day to day while you're in the world of the living has a great impact on who you become in whatever life follows. There are three ultimate stages of existence, life, death, and reincarnation. Together, they are samsara. The three-pronged elements of samsara are reflected in the three main deities of Hinduism, Lord Brahma, the creator, Shiva, the destroyer, and Vishnu, the preserver. Together, these gods represent the unending cycle of creating, existing, and destroying. Destruction cannot exist without creation, just as reincarnation and the preservation of the soul cannot exist without death. In the case of Mahishasura, the demonic half-man, half-buffalo, his need to ruin and destroy spawned the creation of one of India's most revered deities, the goddess Durga a goddess whose mission was to restore balance to a world that had been turned upside down. Mahishasura was born in violence. His father, Rampa, was an Asura, a class of demigods driven by an unquenchable lust for power. When the devious Rampa became infatuated with a buffalo, he forced himself upon her and thereby conceived a son. That son was Mahishasura. Because he was part god, part buffalo, Mahishasura could change form at will. He owed his form to his mother, 
and his thirst for power to his father. It was this lust that led him to seek a boon from Lord Brahma, a gift that would make him not only powerful, but unstoppable. Once it was granted, the world cowered in fear. Before long, Mahishasura and his army of demons had plundered nearly every city on Earth. Humans ran from him in terror as their villages burned. But Mahishasura wasn't ready to stop there. He climbed to the top of a mountain to watch the land burn. It was a spectacular view, but it wasn't enough. He wanted more. More power, more blood. He wanted to conquer and destroy the three lokas, hell, earth, and heaven. Indra, the king of the gods, listened impatiently as the other deities bickered amongst themselves. He sighed loudly, but no one heard him. The gods were gathered in his home, Indraloka, a magnificent palace in heaven with strong diamond pillars that held up an expansive ceiling full of stars. Solid gold lions with lifelike energy peppered the space. But the gods were too worried to take in their opulent surroundings. Varana, god of the skies and seas, was in a panic. Indra, lord of the gods, do not look at me with such suspicion. I tell you, this buffalo demon will come for us. We must act now and call upon the Creator. We must not cower in fear of Mahishasura. He is merely an Asura and would not dare confront us. All he wants is power. We should acknowledge him so that he feels he has it. Now, who would imbibe with me? I have had the wine of the heavens brought so that we may be merry and forget about this demon annoyance. Indra snapped his fingers and a flurry of servants entered with a jug of wine and an array of chalices. The other gods relaxed. Indra was the lord of the gods after all. If he was telling them not to worry, then surely there must not be great danger. But Varana was unconvinced. He eyed the wine with frustration. My lord, the wine of heavens is for times of peace. The wine of heavens is for lust, for merriment. Two things we are in sore need of. Do you not agree? But I fear I have fury in my heart. If I drink, the brew will grow that fury, and a wildness will take hold. Please, Indra, listen to me. This beast has a thirst for power I have never seen, even from an Asura. He has taken everything. The people, yes. But he has begun to pull down the skies, to topple the mountains. He already cleared out the underworld and has taken its demon army for his own. Please, enough. You are in my house. You will all be protected here. Lord Brahma has given him a boon. We must go to his garden and ask him to help banish this demon. You would ask the Supreme Creator for help with this beast? We shall remedy this annoyance ourselves. It is him. He is here! The walls began to shake. Stone crumbled from the ceiling. Indra looked on in disbelief as Varana and the other gods quaked in fear. The gods fled before Indra's eyes just as the palace doors burst open. Mahishasura, in all his demonic glory, strode through the doorway. Indra backed away in fright. 
he fled as the demon army spilled into the room behind their buffalo king. They made quick work of the magnificent palace, smashing glass, shattering the lion statues, toppling the pillars. Soon it was a ruin. Mahishasura threw back his head and laughed. <laughs> the gods fled to the one place they could think of, Lord Brahma's garden, but it was empty. Oh, uh, where is Brahma? This is all his fault. Shh. Do not be so disrespectful, Indra. I have been chased out of my kingdom, Varuna. I have a right to my fury. There they are. The gods fell silent as Vishnu and Shiva entered the garden. They were naked from the waist up and laden with gold and jewels. Both had two sets of arms which were clasped in front of them. They waited silently until Indra stepped forward. Shiva, the great destroyer, and Vishnu, the preserver, please. We were chased out of our home by that monster that Lord Brahma granted a boon to. Indra! We know what the boon says, that no man can kill him. We are here to ask you, to beg you, to combine your forces and create a goddess that might defeat this demon. Vishnu, it is your duty to preserve the world. Stop. We will do what you ask. We know what danger lurks beneath the clouds in the world below. We know what our creator has promised him, but we cannot do this on our own. We will ask for a gift from each of you. Encouraged by the murmurs of assent from the other deities, Vishnu turned to Shiva and wrapped his arms around his brother in a tight embrace. A flame erupted between them and they stepped back. The fire lingered in the air, burning like a small sun. A woman suddenly stepped out of the flames. Her long, dark hair fell in waves around her broad shoulders, and her steely eyes seemed to penetrate all that dared meet her stare. She stood tall, her ten arms unfolded and opened wide in greeting. She was both ravishing and lethal. Vishnu stepped forward to greet her as she emerged from the fire. Sister Durga, you have been created from the flames of the Preserver and the Destroyer. Tell me, what do you feel you must do? I am the Protector. I will destroy in order to preserve. Coming up, the newborn Durga journeys to Earth to confront the greatest evil the world has ever seen. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now back to the story. The terrifying demon god, Mahishasura, had conquered all three lokas, Earth, hell, and heaven. The worried gods gathered together in the garden of the Creator to beg their superiors, Vishnu and Shiva, for help. 
In answer to their pleas, Vishnu the Preserver and Shiva the Destroyer had birthed a goddess named Durga from their combined flame. Vishnu looked upon her in adoration before turning to the other deities that were gathered before him. Gods, each of you shall give Durga a gift to help her in her quest. I grant her this discus. It is full of chakra, energy derived from the seven most powerful points of my body. A light flew from Vishnu's hands and became a small wheel. Durga caught it in her bottom right hand. She gazed upon it with respect. Then Shiva opened his palms and closed his eyes. Slowly, a trident took form, conjured out of thin air. He handed it to Durga with a bow. As Shiva stepped back, one by one, the other gods stepped forward with their gifts. Durga was given arrows, a bolt of lightning, a sword, a rope of snakes, a mace, and a bell to ward off evil. Finally, she received a conch for her battle horn and an immense lion for her steed. Durga held her head high as she mounted her lion. She was filled with purpose and duty, but despite her certainty, the hand she gripped the lion's reins with had a slight tremor. She was nervous. She'd only just been born into the world, and though she possessed great power physically, she still felt somehow inadequate. Just then, a hush fell over the garden as Lord Brahma appeared. He held out a flask. Goddess Durga, I give you holy water for wisdom. Wisdom? What need have I for that? I am strong, invincible. The gods have made me so. Its use will become apparent with time. What good is wisdom without a mind open enough to receive it? Durga still didn't understand. The Creator could have given her anything in the world for her quest. Instead of a weapon or an army, he'd given her water? Despite her confusion, she nodded respectfully and accepted the flask. Durga dug her heels into the lion's haunches, and it galloped off with a roar. Her hair streamed behind her in the wind. Her ten arms were raised high, each hand bearing a gift from the gods. She was ready for battle. She rode her lion steed into Mahishasura's camp, her ten arms brandishing the weapons. She smiled as his demon minions jumped out of her way in fear, but that smile faded as Mahishasura stepped out from behind his horde. His red eyes glowed, his buffalo's mouth stretched in a grotesque smile. He looked Durga up and down admiringly. And who are you? I am... The most beautiful creature I have ever seen. You shall not interrupt me. It is you who have interrupted me, wandering into my camp with your mesmerizing looks. First I conquered the three Lokas, now I am presented with a goddess wife. I continue to rise. Durga had enough. She was alarmed at the feeling boiling inside of her. Why did her stomach feel like this? Why did her hands shake? She did not know it yet, but it was anger she felt. She spat her next words. I am Durga. 
created by the gods to destroy you. Ah, so the gods know about the boon. No man can kill me, so they send a woman. His demon army burst into laughter. Durga's cheeks flamed. I challenge you to battle. Like you, I have an army at my fingertips. An army? And where did you acquire this army? The humans of this world are furious. They want revenge. Those that you have left alive have joined me in this war. Why should we fight? You could share my bed and reign beside me. We would be king and queen of the entire world. You must defeat me first. And with that, Durga turned and rode her lion from the camp. Mahishasura watched her go, eyes flickering with lust. Then he turned and yelled at his demon army to prepare for battle. Durga stood atop her lion with an army of humans positioned on an immense field at the foot of the Himalayas. An ocean sparkled in the distance. Across the field stood Mahishasura and his demon horde. He leered at Durga from a distance. His leer sparked that unfamiliar feeling in her stomach once again. Durga winced and gently touched her belly. Her eyes burned. She could waste no more time. Durga raised her sword upward, high in the air, signaling her army forward. The human army stampeded heroically past her, rushing to meet their foes. It was a short battle. Durga's army fell within the hour, trampled by the demon horde as Mahishasura stood laughing at their rear. The survivors soon retreated toward the mountains, desperate to save their lives and regroup. Durga watched with growing anger. She dug her heels into her lion, and soon she was flying across the field toward Mahishasura. She flung herself into the center of the demon horde, swiping at them with her mace. She shot at them with her arrows. They went down one by one. She threw her lightning bolt into the thick of the army, felling hundreds in one swoop. The army was defeated. She looked up at Mahishasura, who stood before her, his eyes glowing red with fury, but still his buffalo's mouth sneered at her. He considered Durga carefully. This woman, so quick to anger, thought she'd gotten the best of him. It was sweet, really, the way she let fury take hold of her instead of bending it to her will. That was a feeling he once knew well. Durga's eyes flashed with hatred at the sight of his smile. She lunged at him. <sighs> but Mahishasura was ready. He dodged and reached up to pull her from her steed. But Durga was stronger than he realized. The sneer slid from Mahishasura's face as she shoved him back. Durga jumped on her feet in an instant and slammed her mace into the side of his head, tearing his neck from his shoulders. His buffalo head hit the ground. Durga smiled in relief. 
she turned to look up at the sky and raised her arms. Gods, I have felled the beast. He is no more. Earth, heaven, and hell shall once again be restored. The wind was her only answer. Confused, Durga turned to Mahishasura's corpse. <gasps> Where Mahishasura's body once lay in pieces, now stood an enormous, fully formed buffalo. Its horns stretched high into the air. Its hooves thundered on the ground as it stomped in rage. But it was his eyes that Durga was unable to look away from. They glowed red. It was Mahishasura. Mahishasura charged toward the mountains, where the surviving humans of Durga's army were scrambling to safety. His ferocious roar cut through the air, freezing them in their ascent. The sound did more than instill fear. It had paralyzed them so they could not move. Soon, Mahishasura was upon them. He ran soldiers through with his horns and with a shake of his head flung them into the ocean beyond the mountain. Soldiers tried to attack him from behind, but he whipped them away with his tail. Durga raced to meet him, her bow raised. She shot arrow after arrow at Mahishasura, desperate to slow him down. But as she drew near, he turned and kicked the lion out from under her. Durga hit the ground hard. She staggered to her feet, trembling with anger. As she gazed upon Mahishasura, seething, she began to grow. Her shoulders rose high, her arms extended, and her aura glowed with power. Mahishasura roared with cocky showmanship. Then he too grew in stature to meet Durga's size. But instead of stampeding Durga, he turned to the mountain range. He rammed his massive head into the mountainside, cracking rock and toppling the mountain into the ocean. He lashed his tail into the water, creating enormous tsunamis. They raced towards the land to pummel the shore. Durga looked up at the darkening sky. Lightning flashed and thunder boomed. Mahishasura chuckled confidently as he noticed her look of worry. He sat back on his haunches and unleashed a bellowing roar, shaking the mountains and knocking Durga to the ground. It was so loud that Durga's eardrums burst. Blood poured from her ears as she yelped in pain. Taking advantage of the moment, Mahishasura took off. Durga watched the hindquarters of his enormous buffalo form retreat in the distance. She'd been humiliated by this beast, knocked over like a common soldier. How dare he? Durga shook with rage as she looked up to the sky. Varina, god of the skies! I know you listen. I need wine. The wine of heaven. I must strengthen my powers to defeat this demon. Give it to me, Verena. I know very well what I am doing. It will give me power, but I will not let it take control of me. 
The angry sky slowly cleared, and Durga watched as a chalice floated down from the clouds. She raised a hand to take it. Durga drank hungrily. The wine dribbled down her chin until finally she wiped her mouth and opened her eyes. They glowed red with anger. (laughs) Mahishasura, I'm coming for you! Coming up, Durga attempts to harness her newfound rage to hunt down Mahishasura. Now back to the story. Mahishasura, the demon buffalo god, was running for his life from the powerful goddess Durga. She just drank a chalice of wine from the heavens. The wine, often consumed by gods to enhance merriment, could also lead to loss of control. And after slugging it down, Durga oozed with power. But it was her rage that drove her through the Himalayan mountains in pursuit of Mahishasura. She'd begun this journey with pride. She'd been created by the gods for a purpose, and she had felt certain she would perform. And yet anger had overcome her. She was drunk on wine and fury as she rode her lion after the buffalo demon. She unleashed arrow after arrow, but Mahishasura zigzagged through ravines and leaped over cliffs. It was impossible to get a clean shot. Mahishasura tore a mountain from the earth and threw it at her. She released an arrow and the mountain exploded. She ducked as fragments flew by her. You monster. You disgusting beast. You think you are powerful? You are nothing. You run from a woman. I will show you how powerful this woman can be. You will have to catch me first, which you never will. You think so highly of yourself? You cannot run forever. But he could run for quite a while. As Durga chased him, she watched as he grew smaller and smaller on the horizon. Finally, he disappeared from view completely. (laughs) Durga pulled on her lion's reins and slowed to a stop. She was quivering. Her eyes still glowed red with anger, but she had no target to unleash it on. Her body shook with convulsions as she yelled nonsensically up to the heavens. Finally, her exhaustion could not be ignored. Her eyes dimmed and then returned to normal as she collapsed beside her lion. Her anger turned to grief as she contemplated her failure. After an hour of wallowing had passed, Durga began to grow thirsty. Then she remembered the flask that Lord Brahma had given her. She drank and drank, draining the flask. She finally gasped as the flask emptied, her thirst quenched. As she sat back, satiated, her emotions began to calm. Her hands stopped shaking, and her chest rose and fell naturally. She considered the flask in her hand in amazement, 
Brahma had promised wisdom. Perhaps this placidness was what wisdom felt like. Durga stood slowly. She gently mounted the lion and whispered in its ear. The lion took off, running in the direction that Mahishasura had last been seen. He might be far away by now, but this thought did not worry her. A day passed, and her tranquility turned to cheer. She smiled, thrilled at the chase, reveling in her power. (laughs) As she rode atop her lion, she told herself that there was no use in ruminating on things she could not control. Rather than wallowing in her failure, she could find joy in the here and now. She closed her eyes, allowing herself to brim with happiness as the wind whipped through her hair and the sun warmed her skin. Another day passed. Still riding behind Mahishasura, Durga looked up at the sky and pondered her existence. She considered how far she'd come. Just a short time ago, her essence was dispersed throughout the gods, and now it had come together to create her. What a miracle it was. She gazed down at the empty wine chalice, still clutched in one hand. Then she held up Lord Brahma's flask in another. She considered the two liquids. Both had power, but one had given her mind strength, while the other one obscured it. One gave her many emotions, while the other had produced only one. The days wore on, and Durga still rode in pursuit of the buffalo demon, but revenge and destruction were far from her mind. As she followed, she was surprised as each new day brought a new thought, a new feeling. On day four, she swelled with determination as she finally caught sight of Mahishasura's running form in the distance. She leaned forward to spur her steed on with a passionate cry. With each day, she grew closer to the beast, but each day also revealed new wisdom. Day six had her reconsidering her own purity. On day seven, she felt vigorous and strong. And on day eight, she stood up tall on her lion, filled with hope. Her spirit had grown far more powerful. On the ninth day, she could feel this power, strong and true, pulsing through her body. All of the emotions she had felt in the last nine days had not left her. They'd become a part of her, building on each other to give her strength. She was ready for the demon, more ready than she had ever been before. On the tenth day, she was upon Mahishasura. With a final lunge, she launched herself off her steed and onto his back, seizing him by the neck. She pulled him to the ground and raised her trident. With one fell thrust, she ran him through. With a wail, Mahishasura collapsed on the ground. Durga watched in awe as a mist floated out of his mouth. The red glow faded from his open, dead eyes. Durga raised her trident and swung it down onto his neck. As soon as she'd cut off his head, 
the buffalo's body deflated as if it had been filled with air. Durga laughed in relief and stepped back. She was struck by the quiet that had descended over the Himalayas. She looked up to see vultures already circling. Durga looked at the body once more and then strode away. Durga returned to Indra Loka, where the gods were waiting to shower her with praise. They bowed down to her with reverence. Lord Brahma stepped forward. Goddess Durga, I thank you for restoring balance to the world. May you always appear in times of great need. I accept this task you charge me with, Lord Brahma. But do not thank me. I was born powerful and strong but I was susceptible to anger and hatred. I thought that the wine of the heavens would give me strength. It is true that it did, but my mind was filled with rage. When I imbibed, I found I had demons of my own. And these demons could only be defeated by other parts of myself. Your wisdom bestowed me with the focus to do so. It gave me determination, joy, I have learned, Lord Brahma, that it is not just the body's strength that is important. It is the spirit's strength as well. Life and death are matters of the physical world, but it is the spirit that drives the cycle of life. It is the energy that can move from one form to another. It is never destroyed, but rather grows and changes. A flurry of nymphs danced in the garden, singing lyrics of praise to Durga. They danced with delight as the gods joined in their song, surrounding Durga with love. And as Durga watched them, she felt joy, tranquility, hope, and much more. The nine-day battle between goddess Durga and the demon god Mahishasura is celebrated today in the festival of Navrati. The nine-night Hindu celebration, typically held in the fall, honors Durga and her victory by championing the triumph of the spirit over evil. Throughout the nine days, the nine moods that Durga underwent in her chase of Mahishasura are represented as nine avatars that embody various noble virtues. In order to gain access to these virtues within ourselves, we must destroy that within us which stands in the way. The buffalo is a symbol of laziness, darkness, and ignorance. These are less-than-ideal qualities that prevent us from becoming virtuous. Durga's slaying of the buffalo shows that despite these negative aspects of ourselves, by embodying Durga's nine noble virtues, we too can remove any impurities that the mind might have created. Durga strove to do good by fighting evil, but displayed a ruthless ease in using destruction and violence to get there. It wasn't until she harnessed her mind and found power in virtue that she was able to claim victory. We can't look at the story of Durga and not also revel in her victory over feminine expectation. Durga was made from men, but her very femininity is what enabled her to defeat evil. She's derived from the gods' collective Shakti, the source of each of their true power, to become greater than all of them combined. She's therefore evidence that it is the masculine and feminine energies inside all of us that inspire balance 
and support our very existence. Thanks again for tuning in to Mythology. We'll be back Tuesday with a new episode. For more information on Mahishasura and the goddess Durga, amongst the many sources we used, we found Myths and Legends of India, Volume 1, by William Raddus, extremely helpful to our research. You can find more episodes of Mythology and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Mythology, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Mythology on Spotify, just open the app and type Mythology in the search bar. If you enjoy Mythology, you'll love my other podcast, Tales. Tales presents fairy tales the way they were originally told, orally and unadulterated. Traditional fairy tales aren't exactly suitable for children, and every Wednesday we dive into another dark classic tale. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and Twitter at Parcast Network. We'll be back next week with another epic tale. Mythology was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler, sound design by Michael Langsner, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, Isabella Way, and Paul Mahler. This episode of Mythology was written by Kate Murdoch, with writing assistance by Greg Castro. The amazing cast of voice actors includes Samantha Moore, Mike Capozzi, and Dan Velasquez. I'm Vanessa Richardson.